right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the, we're going to call this the uh, RC Report Special Edition Snyder Cut Justice League. I am joined by today, my guest, Sam Hugh, Sam Howell, right? Sam Howell? Yes. Say, so, yeah, I messed it up. So, so I'm phonetic. All right. So just breaking it down, going straight into it. What was your take just on the movie itself? It was fine. I thought that it was better than what we got in theaters. Um, I thought that it was enjoy, you know, good way to kill four hours. Thought that it was overly long, but uh, I thought it still had the same. You know, it was a obviously fundamentally better movie. I thought that it. He still Snyder doesn't and Terrio don't understand the characters. Um. I think you and I have talked about this, but that's the big difference between Marvel and DC is that DC, uh, Marvel is very good. Feige is very good about getting the spirit of the characters, even if, you know, it's not like, oh, like Bucky is an enhanced character instead of being, you know, a normal person like he is in the comics. Like, it's fine because the Bucky character is overall the Bucky character that we know. And DC doesn't do that, at least in the Zack Snyder murderverse. <laughs> I think that my take is that there's a good movie in there somewhere in the four hours, but presenting it like that doesn't make it a good movie. And it's kind of like maybe a cheap buffet. You can get full off of it, but is it a good meal? And when I watched it, there were moments where I was captivated as strong, but there were moments where I was into it. And there were moments where I was just like, this is really dragging. But afterwards, I just felt kind of like not actually sick, but sick in like a fandom way that I'd just been like, had everything thrown at me and it wasn't really fulfilling in the end. The, yeah, it it was, and, and it's very interesting. Snyder from the beginning talked about how the, that the series was going to lighten up as it went along. And that sort of seemed to happen. I mean, it ends on a very positive note. Uh, I had some questions about it. Like why was the plant, you know, why was the mother box is not activated for the, however many you know, 5,000 years that Superman wasn't there. Um, <laughs> what happens when, when Lois talks to Ma Ken, she's like, thanks for that pet talk. My Ken's like, what pet talk? She's like, oh, like I, I feel like there needs to be some explanation from the Martian Manhunter. Um, I, I also like, I thought they went a little overboard on how they killed Steppenwolf for a guy who is basically middle management. They were really aggressive. That was, like, I, I noticed that, and I, you know, you're in three and a half hour mark or whatever the hell it was. First of all, that was really aggressive and kind of cruel for Superman. That's kind of not yeah. Superman's deal. And then, like, the death blow with Wonder Woman, <laughs> it was, like, a lot. <laughs> it was, like... I was, I, like, they... Like, they cut his head off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it reminds me of this uh, documentary. I'll never forget it. It was, like, a nature documentary. I was in science class. And these two killer whales were batting a seal around with its with their tails in the ocean and playing with it that's what i kind of kind of made me think of that and i don't know i have a problem i i have a fundamental problem i guess maybe we should stick to what's 
what's good. Let's stay with what's good before we get to the bad, because I think we both have a lot of bad. What what else did you enjoy kind of specifically about it? I think that – so this is – and this will get me some shit from the group, but I really appreciated that the diversity – like there was a lot of diversity, and it didn't feel – like showy like do you, do you remember the part in endgame where you have like that girl power moment yeah yeah like, uh, not a fan of you know uh, but the moment in you know you have multiple black characters who are like ray fisher uh cyborg is the heart of that movie and you have Ryan Choi, who, you know, this guy who speaks with a Chinese act, like you have Wonder Woman speaking with an Israeli accent. You know, these people where it's it's they're not just like people from different parts of America. Like they're it, it feels like a world. And I really appreciated that. And Jason Momoa is something, I think, isn't he? Doesn't he have some kind of yeah. ethnic? I, he's a Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew Islander. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, so you, you, it is a very diverse movie, and that that's a plus. And I thought that, like, I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of numb to fight scenes in in the MCU and and the DCU, whatever you want to call it. And it, they just to me, they're kind of filler unless you've got some story to make me care, like Avengers: Civil War or Winter Soldier or Infinity War. Not even as much Endgame, even though I guess because of Endgame, it was at the end of it all, so you kind of care about it. But I, I, I enjoyed. Oh, God, well, obviously, I enjoyed Cyborg and Ray Fisher getting that level up and getting so much story. It is criminal what Josh Whedon did to this man. I thought he was being dramatic, but I, I can't imagine damaging a character arc so badly that a movie needed so badly. I don't even think there would be a need for the Snyder cut if they had kept the Cyborg parts in. Like the Justice League would have been a serviceable movie, it, and and it makes me wonder. I mean, that was sort of why you know when people like on Twitter were like, "See, we were vindicated." And I was like, "There's no way you were getting a four-hour R-rated like Justice League that just wasn't happening in 2017." And I wonder, you know, the to go back with Superman, Batman versus Superman, which the three-hour cut is much better but it's also a three hour like just i don't see a, a major studio releasing a three to four hour r-rated superhero like team-up movie like that this is not going to happen uh but i yeah the cyborg stuff i don't know what joss whedon was thinking i mean that i really would love to like have a conversation with him because that movie was so terrible and and the just like the goofy dialogue, I did like. Um, I actually sort of I, I thought that the action scenes I liked them. I thought they were suitably epic. Snyder, for whatever criticisms I have of him, can direct the hell out of an action scene. Um, I I liked the camaraderie between the characters too. Like it it felt, you know, you got the sense that these people were growing to like each other. I thought I did a good job of that. But serious four hours, you were able to get a lot. Of I hope so. There. Yeah. A lot of people say they, I don't know how you feel about it, but Flash, Ezra Miller, they say they liked him better. I liked him in both, but I liked him even more uh, in, in this. I thought Flash and Cyborg were my favorite parts in the upgrades. Yeah, I, you know, I don't just, I'm a comics fan and I don't love the whole like Barry Allen is like wacky comic relief. But I, yeah, I thought that they worked well. I thought that it was, especially because they're like the youngest characters in this by 
you know, they're also like Superman so like somber. Yeah. That it was. And he's kind of playing to the TV show too. That's kind of who he is, at least in the beginning of the TV show. That's kind of how he is. So you're you're getting some of that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I just my problem with this, and like we can get to the bad stuff because I'm sorry, I, I don't have that much good i mean it's okay all these movies are just they are like mad to me even though i liked batman versus superman but i I would say i like it like it's a c and i enjoy it because it was batman and superman fighting but um his movies are so dark and i feel like he's trying to emulate 300 i put on a watch podcast page i said how many minutes and you can answer this if you want how many minutes of sunshine are in that movie? It's not 10. Like, why are you obsessed? Like, can it be daytime in your universe? Like, I can't, I, I, can't, I just don't understand. And desaturated. No, I, I get it. it. And it's, it's the, the, the one that really get, gets me. And, and I was, I, the, I watched the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman, which again makes it a passable movie. That's what I would describe it as. It's fine at three hours. Um, I wish I didn't have to say this so much, but without all the murder, I feel like that's every one of my criticisms of Batman, like of, of the Zack Snyder movies, is that his like the the like Superman's a murderer. Like Batman kills so many people. Um, and you're a big Batman fan. Do you think Batman would kill parademons? Ah, that's a good question. Maybe. I think so, because he'd be looking at him as like a creature and not a... Yeah. Like an animal. He would look at it as like a, a, a rabid dog. You know, you probably couldn't do that. What would I say? Like if he if there was some crazy shit where a tiger attacked Batman, I think he would kill it. But I think... I think this gets it to the epilogue to that he has and in Batman Superman 2 the, the visions he had or the dreams whatever he has this fascination with Batman and guns why is Batman rolling through the desert with the AR-15 like there's not a scenario where Batman should be doing that it, it, and if it is it should be like hugely you know like in, in the comics when he you know and I don't want to make this like oh in the comics but it there's really I'm fine with Wonder Woman killing people. I'm fine with Captain America killing people. Fine with Aquaman killing people. But like Batman and Superman really shouldn't. And it's kind of a cop out to me when they have characters do that. And the and just he kills so and like the line where he has him talking to the Joker at the end. And this is the part where that like, was I've gotten and he's like Harley Quinn told me to kill you slowly. And so when I kill you, and I will ki- fucking kill you. I was like, oh, like, uh. yeah, that that's terrible. That's not the heart of the character. And I saw some feedback yeah. that said that, well, well, they didn't say the killing. They were talking about the guns. Well, sometimes Batman has guns and Batman has killed. Well, yeah, in the 80 year history or whatever it is that has happened. But the heart of the character is basically no gun. The guns bother me more than killing, but no guns, no killing. The fund- foundation of Batman, his creation his family was murdered via gun violence. He's against guns and he's not against violence, but he's he doesn't want to kill people. And the fun, fundamental aspect of him is that he wants to rehabilitate these people, even the Joker, and maybe on some level, 
there's a codependent relationship with all of these villains and maybe one of the reasons that he doesn't kill him is because he needs it but whatever you want to take on it he does not kill or threaten to kill people and and that's the you know and it's it's also that it's you know if he starts killing them he becomes them and i i i honestly i don't put a lot of this on Zack snyder um i put it because like you, you when you get creative types like they're always going to want to do crazy stuff i put it on like just all of this from the beginning i joked about it but it feels like it's like a big giant like coke binge where they were like okay we're gonna do batman versus superman movie and we're gonna have it be the dark knight returns and we're gonna do the death of superman and doomsday is gonna be in it and we're gonna do batman's gonna have been around for 20 years it's like well wait wait like this is only our second movie and i i just don't get like all of the decisions are so confusing to me they don't he doesn't understand the characters. I, 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 he doesn't, like you said, that he doesn't understand. You, you've said many times that he doesn't understand what makes superheroes heroic or what makes superheroes super, whatever phrase you use. But he also doesn't fundamentally understand these characters. And I'll give you two examples. The example that this is a, a this is a detailed, and this is not even comic book nerd. You can watch the movies. You can watch well the cartoons. You could have got it from that. The Joker doesn't give a fuck what Harley Quinn said. He said that to hurt him. That doesn't hurt the Joker. So that 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 doesn't have an effect that you say, oh, you know, you, you, you have a, a slow burn about Harley. Well, does he care? Like that that's not the heart of who the Joker is. At best in a rendition, maybe Joker has some kind of codependent thing with Harley Quinn, or he wants to keep her under his thumb, but he doesn't really care about her. There, there are comics where he had he, he takes her in a basement and he's got like 50 Harley Quinns. So <laughs> that's not, you don't understand the characters if Batman's comeback to the Joker is about Harley Quinn. The, and yeah, and it's just, but it, it, it all goes back to like the decision making of like, so you, you did all of this stuff, you know, they've done all of this and they come back and, and again, I, I've said this, that it, it all makes sense to me on who Zack Snyder is when you understand that, like, he his next, like, big movie is he wants to do the Ayn Rand book, The Fountainhead. And it, it's so, like, the thing that took me out of it is I rewatched, like I said, I rewatched the ultimate Batman versus Superman edition. That part where Ma Kent is like, you don't owe these people shit, Clark. Fuck them. And I was just like, that's not, not really my cat. That's and, not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I just, I want soup. Like it's fine. Like, you know, if you want to do the thing where Batman sort of lost his marbles and he's killing people because he has a death wish and he's gone over the line, that's one thing, but like, they just really rushed it. And the, I don't know. I was sort of confused because Zack Snyder had said, I don't want to do more superhero movies. They had talked about, uh, you know, and, but then I felt like he primed, I couldn't tell, like, I, the, the generous description is that he was like, yeah, like, you guys don't get your hopes up. I'm not going to come back and do another one. But it also felt like he was sort of like going to his fans and be like, yeah, there's nothing that, that you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to let me do it. It doesn't matter how successful it is. So go after him. Because I, I don't know how much you've seen on Twitter, but like, these people really are like, it really annoyed me that 
the like response to the Justice Snyder cut was also like, ah, fuck you, Joss Whedon. It's like, it, you know, Joss Whedon did what he was told to do. And like, Joss Whedon sucks. Like, it really is depressing because he was a huge impact on me as like a writer and, and all this stuff. But, like, he was also a horrible person. But the, the response to like, it's just so toxic. And like, these people want, like, what, where do you go next? Like, did you, you and I talked about this. The Variety article that was like Snyder wanted the next movie to be ending with like Lois Lane getting killed. So Superman submits to the anti-life equation. So the third one is the nightmare where it ends with Batman sacrificing himself and Superman's son 20 years from now taking over. I mean, who wants like No one wants that. Like, do you want that? I do not. That is terrible on all levels. Like, it just doesn't. And, and I guess the other part I was going to say was that, and we get a little, a little away from the epilogue, is, okay, so Superman comes back. I, I felt like it took too long for Superman to come back. I, I think fundamentally, even though they kind of written themselves into this whole uh, Justice League movie that doesn't have Superman at the forefront is going to be weak because that's like... It's like the Miami Heat with Wade, with Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. Like, you need LeBron to be on the court a lot. But when he brought him back and he still kept the black suit on, again, fundamental misunderstanding of what Superman was. You brought back all the hope. You took him to Smallville. You got his mom and you got Lois. And then he dressed up in a black suit. Like that's, uh, I, I, know that, I know it's from the I, comics, but it doesn't make sense. The, well, let me ask you this. Did it also seem weird to you that they apparently just buried him in yoga pants? <laughs> no, I don't worry about things like that. <laughs> like that, that <laughs> don't concern like, my things with stuff, stuff like that. It, it was, no, it was just like, because he's like, the whole thing is he's the, the, with him and the, he's like floating around and he's fighting them. I did, again, like goes back to the action scene. I do. Like the that fight scene is really well done, and the scenes with the Flash going fast, like the, and like there were some moments I don't want to like because I think that a lot of the grim darkness of it, but like the scene with the Flash and Iris West where he's like grabbing the hot dogs in midair, <laughs> like it, there were some like fun moments in it. I I just it was, I it like again it was just entirely too long. Like you could have cut. Like you could have had a half hour left just by like trimming down some of those like fight scenes that were just too long. And, and uh, oh, how about the slow motion? How about cut out yeah, half the slow yeah. motion? What do we have left as a movie? That's got to be thirty minutes off. The and and but that you know you were talking about like the desaturation and it's like yeah why don't you have like it's fine Batman should be dark that's the character but like okay the Flash can be this brighter red and you can have aquaman maybe being you know a bit brighter himself and and it's just all so muted and it's just all these characters all these characters are bright now aquaman is neutral but it's still bright but it's not it's still outdoors fucking aquaman is outdoors when he's above the water and he comes up so we have an outdoor if you look at the comics bright colors outdoors wonder woman and and she can be dark but bright outside amazonian amazonian superman outside bright most of the time fights in the day in metropolis batman obviously flash bright colors 
bright, bright hues, running around, you know, seeing the streak. Most of that, these are daytime superheroes. They represent hope and courage and his whole take where they're new gods is like making all of them into like the worst parts of Superman to me. I thought, you know, that was the the one thing that I did like was that I felt like there was so the dour, you know, I, I felt like Superman was barely in it. Actually. Yeah, that's the problem. Like I said, LeBron and, needs to be in the All-Star game and LeBron needs to be playing when he's on the heat. Like, what? And I didn't really get the the whole, like, why... Like, I get why you would be inspired by a lot of these characters. I get why you would be inspired by, you know, Batman is pretty heroic. You know, he's a guy who is, like, going around to save the planet. Wonder Woman in that, like, I know it was a little heavy-handed, but where she was, like, to the girl, she's like, you can be anything you want to be. Like, I felt like there was more of this moment of, like, hey, like, we're, you know, we've gone through the dark night of the soul that was these first two movies, and now we're in a more upbeat, positive place. But even, like, Superman, like, all the other characters felt like they were in a much better, you know, uh, happy, happier isn't the right word, but a more optimistic place, except for Superman, who's, like, you know, Batman buys, the, you know, gets him his house back, but, like, I, and, and there were a few, like, plot holes that just, in the best case scenario, you're not going to think about them. But when Superman is like, when Clark's walking back to the Daily Planet, I was like, boy, how are you going to explain that one? You know, he he, he died at the same <laughs> He's time as Superman. For how long? And he just shows up with Superman. Is, he could be just like, look, dude, I just was in grief, you know, covered him a lot. But that's tough. And then Lois is gone. And they, yeah, that's little. I mean, that, that that's superhero. That, but that's superhero fiction. That kind of shit is just a part of it, I think. That kind of plot hole. But I, I, I really... Where do you think they go from here? So, honestly, I think... If I... If, it depends on what they're going to... What they want to do. It seems like they've moved away from the idea of the large Marvel shared universe because the most success they've had has been with the standalone, uh, like the Joker movie, which made like fucking billions. Um, and the, the, if you want to do the universe, like what they should have done in the first place. And like, that was sort of my, you know, my criticism of this is not necessarily been on Terrio or Snyder or Goyer. It has been on the Warner brothers, studio who's just had these terrible decisions where they've just been like yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna jump in and we're gonna go uh full bore uh we're gonna make green light a three-hour r-rated superman and batman fight movie and then we're gonna cut it so that it's just incomprehensible and then when crowds don't like that we're gonna reshoot just suicide squad and it you know why not just have the courage of your convictions and then be like hey we can reset things with Flashpoint. And I think that's what makes the most sense to do. It's just to like reset and, you know, if you want to have, you know, keep the successful parts in Wonder Woman and Aquaman and mm, redo those everything. Those are the else. successes? Jesus. I mean, I mean, those are the ones. I mean, Wonder Woman 84 didn't get Definitely good the reviews, first but... one, but 
I, I get. I didn't see people did like Aquaman. I didn't like it, but you're right. It, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that just out loud. Like for them, there was a successful movie, so it's kind of it's tough. I mean, the Aquaman was the first DC movie to make over a billion dollars since uh, of the new. I think you know, obviously, I think Dark Knight Rises made over a billion, and Dark yeah. Knight might have. But like I, in their yeah. universe, I actually my favorite one of this of what they're doing right now is Shazam. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's good. It's fun. They need and, a lot more Shazam thing. than anything else. And, and that's, I think, the one that's actually probably you know besides the first Wonder Woman been the one that's gotten the most critical reception. Yeah, and, when that, and the first and, Wonder Woman to me was like the first Captain America. It was like something they needed to do for an origin story. But and I haven't seen eighty four yet. But I, I just it, what what about this? What if they don't have a fucking shared universe? What if they just make the movies like they used to? I, I don't know. Maybe that's too much for them. You can't do a shared universe if you don't have a shared vision and a unified plan and person in charge. You, you just that that is good at doing it. And maybe I mean, or start out with you know not even I mean I'm sort of piggybacking off of that, but no, I well. So my response to that is is that everything. That's like the Marvel Universe is now – and Star Wars to an extent is that is what you are looking for when you're making – you know, uh, Warner Brothers says Harry Potter. They want to do that. Like they want to do something that is a multimedia – Yeah, where you can uh, branch everywhere and yeah, content, 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 branch it off. and uh, Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, but they can't but do I'm, it. But yeah, I mean, if, if you are not going to take the time, Marvel, if you remember, had like a five year plan. And if what DC can do, which I mean, I don't, you know, like you said, is, is that why don't you just work on establishing these characters? Like, hey, we're not going to worry about this shared universe until, you know, we get the characters right. You can do little like winks, like you can have a LexCorp you know billboard in a batman movie yeah you can have you know yeah i mean little things it's just that when you build this this sense of of you know what marvel does really well in the best case scenario is they make you excited for what they're doing next without making you realize that they're setting up what's next Mm -hmm. and you know wandavision uh i my criticism of it was that by the end i could see their table setting for the next movies and uh in terms of the you know with with batman versus superman that was very apparent that that was like a a table setter for the rest of the you know for the justice league and i just think that you should be you know more concerned with getting the movie right and i think actually that's sort of what they moved to is that they've said that they're doing more self-contained stories um, why don't you get people excited about the possibility of a Justice League movie again? Yeah. I mean, right now, off of this, I don't care what they do. They need to have a Cyborg movie. They need to have a Flash movie. Like, just off of that, off of the Snyder Cut alone, you you can take the heart of what those characters were. Cyborg, and then being a black character as well, you're going to get a lot of support from that community for DC doing that. And I thought Flash was kind of a standout too. And you just... I I don't understand how they could mess it up so bad. And then the funny thing is the DC animated universe, I would put right up there with Marvel. 
I think with with the Marvel movie universe, obviously a movie mm-hmm. can go further than an animated, but the quality. And I think you bring somebody in like Bruce Tim, and just like they brought in Dave Filoni, and he was doing the, uh, the not Rebels, but but yeah, but Rebels too, but Clone Wars, and you bring that in, and or maybe they need maybe they need to do what Star Wars has done because this is a and I'm saying Bruce Tim, but maybe they need a a. a a thing that's kind of separate from it that resets it and gets everybody excited again like the Mandalorian maybe that's the key because I would say Star Wars kind of fucked up their universe and now it looks like they're setting it right by not trying to be as big anymore well it's, it's sort of funny because that could be what this is is that this is the you know it seems like it's gotten a lot of positive reviews uh, the one thing is you know if you've heard that Ray Fisher is out as Cyborg like because of this the the you know they are i think joss whedon you know there was that investigation and they mm. said that basically it's all right well yeah i mean that they took they said that they took you know that there was some sort of punishment that that was you know and he lost his i mean he's done i think rightfully um seems like he'll it. probably survive he'll probably do what he did before he was super famous which is script doctoring which is he did was heavily involved with this this uh toy story script and the uh speed script and he'll probably i mean he'll he'll make a living off that like he's fine he's not gonna starve but i i i think that dc uh i could see ray fisher actually suing them um i think that if dc was smart they would bring him back because yeah that's the part that everyone loves and and you know, you you obviously have more experience with this than I do, but I think that having, you know, that that some of what I heard from friends of mine who were black was that Black Panther, because he was not an African American, he was just African. That like there there's still that room to have a solo movie about a black hero who's an American, and I you know I I think that Cyborg could be that character, but WB just seems so committed to doing every wrong decision it's really amazing they are they they, they're really good at that but yeah i I mean i think and maybe it comes in a tv show like maybe the movies are too much and you definitely and the thing about a tv show is that traditionally even though with wanda well not even with wandavision but with the disney plus shows they've had on marvels right now for or with the disney plus shows that marvel is doing um they they have kind of an executive council that rules over it and keeps the continuity and everything and approves everything and steers the direction. But generally speaking, a the TV is looked at as a writer's medium. And you need someone that knows the vision of the characters, understands them, and is able to put that vision into work. And I I, I they picked the wrong guy in Zack Snyder. But I think if there was a if there was a cyborg TV show, there is a Flash TV show, but that's separate. I mean, and it can't be yeah, a CW show either. Like I, maybe there needs to be a HBO Max show or what other. Uh, I mean, that seems to be who Warner Brothers is in league with now. But maybe if there was just a straight up HBO Max hard PG thirteen show or something, I don't know. But there's got to be away and i don't know if it's movies anymore 
Well, you know, it's it's very uh, it's sort of interesting. I read an article on Cracked that talked about that with the theaters, you know, that the what's going on with movie theaters that the reason why that the way we watch movies might change and the way we consume entertainment. So we might move away from, you know, the traditional theatrical film. Uh, I think that what DC and the WB has lacked is that Kevin Feige like figure is that I felt, you know, I, I don't know. And to draw a wrestling comparison was that you had Feige who was sort of the Vince McMahon and then you had, and Feige's really been the Vincent Man since they got rid of Ike Perlmutter in 2015. And the DC has had, you know, Jeff Johns was there and Walter Hamada and Jim Lee and Zack Snyder, kind of where it felt like they gave him a lot of free reign, but the, it's it's not had the same sort of, you know, buck stops here. It's felt very, you know, much more corporate and, and like it's being managed by Warner Brothers, whereas Marvel feels like it's just Marvel with Feige at the top. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I guess we're, we're kind of veering off about the movie. Are there any other points about the movie that you want to make? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, who do you think this was made for? Uh, that was what I wondered some obsessive you know I, I i don't i've been kind of like souring on superhero movies in general and i think the pandemic has uh caused me to want and then all the things happened in my family but it's caused me to want fantasy more because we're so oversaturated with superhero movies there's like fatigue i just watched iron man 3 two weeks ago like uh, there were there was definitely a part where and i wasn't eager to see them there were movies that i wouldn't go see now i always went to go see avengers and i went to see the captain america well yeah i went to see um civil war and and uh winter soldier like the stuff that i knew was going to be good i went to go see but i wasn't rushing out to see ant-man or deadpool or uh even iron man 3 I did see Ragnarok. Like, it just depended. But now I'm at a point where, like, I'm ready to consume all of it. So I think part of it's that. And I think that this is just for the people. I don't know if it's just because of Snyder and maybe some sympathy of his story of his daughter dying. Or it's just because people are hungry for content. Or they're just so disappointed by the Justice League movie the theatrical cut that they say oh my god there's something else out there there's hope that this wasn't shit and it wasn't shit but it's not great the and i will say the other thing about Zack snyder is that by all accounts he is a wonderful director on set uh he's great you know ray fisher talked about that and so did uh joe i'm gonna butcher his name manganiello is that these you know just he's a great person in terms of you know a great manager in terms of managing his actors he's a really kind person um you know and, and i you know my heart is with him uh i i had a couple people ask why uh the song at the over at the end credits was hallelujah and why it was that version and that was his daughter's favorite song the one who and he did have the tribute to her too can i this is a little bit like like off the beaten path but why why did that chick sing the song when Aquaman oh, was that necessary? What? They just some weird I, choices. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's funny is that I think <laughs> There's some really I, weird I, I, choices. 
it, it was I I think that they were trying to get across that he was sort of this deity, but like are, are you familiar with Bjork at all? Sadly, a little bit. And like, I, that was what reminded me. Was, like, was that Bjork? Because like, that's what it sounded like. I don't, I don't want to be, but I, 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 I was introduced at a Grammys once. I think she was wearing a swan, right, around her neck in the dress. Yeah, yeah I was but introduced her, to her, and I listened to a couple songs. Little, but I'm eclectic. not I'm, I'm trying to. Is it's not February, so I'm trying to appeal to my saltine listeners, but. Uh, <laughs> That is about as salty as it gets. Yeah, like that's right. even, I, mean, I I do like Beck sometimes, y'all. If y'all want to, if a little bit of credit, every now and then I like Beck. But uh, yeah, but it was like, what what what's happening? Like so much of this movie, I'm like, what's happening? And did like and this super and also, you know what's so funny about it too? And this is an interesting choice again with them not understanding Superman. Is he he doesn't really understand Batman, but he gets the tone of Batman. He doesn't get so. So Superman comes back. He's pissed off. He doesn't really remember. He's evil Superman, but all he's got to do is see Lois and he's all right. I thought they actually kind of hung a lampshade on that because yeah. they like it was weak what was he said. It, Go ahead. It was but I mean they, they kind of they kind of explained it in a way that I was like, "Okay, where um they were like, you know, he's lost it, he's forgot." And they're like, well, Lois is also the only person who didn't attack him. The one thing that, like, I noticed was everyone kept calling him Clark in front of, like, these civilians. <laughs> I think like, about that a lot anyway, because like... even in the DCU and in the comics, Batman just says Clark a lot. Now, a lot, a lot sometimes people aren't around, but, dude, I mean, we're in the camera age. Where he says he, he just says Clark when they're fighting. Like, they, they just all do it. I, I, I don't even, I don't even, again, that's just superhero tropes and whatnot but okay so that like just because someone doesn't attack you and she doesn't have powers doesn't mean you go away with them but my problem is why even do it why does he have to come back as evil what does that do for you what does that do for the narrative you just wanted superman to fight the justice league but in the end superman comes back Maybe he develops a plan too, because Superman in later iterations is a very intelligent person. So why can't he be a part of it? Why can't he come back earlier? And why can't he be the person that forms the league instead of Batman? Like I just don't like the way they did it. Now maybe you need he can't form the league because of the you know they want to play his death, which I don't even know if you should have died. But whatever, these are the narrative choices. But I need more Superman to make that a stronger movie. Yeah, and and ultimately, the, the I feel like Superman is a poorly defined character, despite the fact he's the only one in all three movies. There's the 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 scene that gets crapped on the most in Batman versus Superman is the Martha part, where, which I defend. And, and, I defend the Martha thing. I agree with you, and the the issue that I take with it, the problem that I have with it, is not that it's a bad idea, because the point of it is that it's a moment where Batman realizes, remembers that Superman is a huge, well, human, you know, is a, is a living being, a person who uh, has a family. Th- yeah, well, do we call aliens people? But whatever. Yeah, they, he's a he's he's a he's something. <laughs> and, and and so that and instead of being like, and who call it like. If my mom was, you know, in the same situation, I would be like, save Karen. I'd be like, save my mom. And, and 
you know, if they had done, it's the execution of it. And I feel like that's a lot of what the Snyder stuff is, is that you were right. There's a good movie in there. I, and also I think there's like the cast has great chemistry. Um, even, you know, poorly drawn Superman. I thought that Superman and Lois had good chemistry. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, who has good chemistry, uh, Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa have good, I, I felt like they had good chemistry. And I yeah. thought I thought that Miller I I want want the uh, the two spinoffs I would take out of this would be a cyborg thing and then Flash too but cyborg thing but if the, I need I need more of Bruce Wayne and uh, and Flash <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool when they were together on the screen the so the and and the idea I think was was that there was a redemption arc for you know was was the Bruce blames himself for Superman getting killed. And so he wants to build the justice league in sort of Superman's memory, but you're right. Like why I, the, the Superman fight scene was because they were like, Oh, we haven't had an action beat in 10 minutes. Yeah. So we have to have them fight. And, and then I, I didn't really like, and I like Ben Affleck. I'm a defender of Ben Affleck. So I don't mind him being Batman, but I, I didn't really like what they try to do with his arc. And I guess they were trying to show personal growth, but Batman is not a faith guy. Like that's just I don't care what would happen. Batman's is gonna de- Batman's gonna depend on his reason to um to get out of this situation. His knowledge and his reason, not just that. Oh, I have faith. That's not who he is. It, it, it's and, just not. He made a mistake, but he rectified it, and Superman still got smoked. So I think Superman was going to get smoked regardless of what Clark did. Maybe I can't remember Superman versus Batman, but I, I feel like Doomsday was going to smoke Superman anyway. And yeah, he could have just sent Wonder Woman, who is also apparently invincible and not immune to Krypton and not like hurt by Kryptonite. Yeah. So, so like, I, I don't, I don't buy that he grows in that way and just has this faith or whatever that. And then the, 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 I don't know, the historical loner is the one that, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I struggle with just the premise of it. And I didn't, what do you think about, and maybe this will be last series of points or whatever. What do you think about the people that said it's kind of similar to uh, Infinity War in ish with the mother boxes and you can't avoid Thanos and Darkseid are very similar. I think Darkseid was first, but I don't know who was first in the comic books. Yeah, it, but, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, and and so well, that was the other thing was that like the talk of what they were gonna do for the next two Justice League movies is like, yeah, it was basically like Infinity War Endgame. Like that was what we were gonna hear. Uh, and this was except, the Loki movie. Yeah, and, and I just. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's kind of funny to me that all of this, like, there was some stuff that was very prescient, you know, was that, like, having uh, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in March of 2016 coming out, like, in 2015 being like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is really evil, was, like, kind of ahead of its time. And, like, Zack Snyder has been pretty consistent that this was a story that he wanted to tell. So you were going to do, like, Infinity War Endgame before Marvel. And it's just, it, it's sort of interesting. I mean, I get, you know, ultimately there's only so many stories you can tell, but... Well, they were kind of teasing Thanos from the beginning, though. Marvel. Yeah, but 
and but the yeah and i don't, i mean i would have to go back and look at when they were doing the like when he was starting to collect the infinity but wasn't it know. in the first one the after credit scene was thanos being disappointed that loki didn't take over yeah, that he didn't get the, and that he was like, there are other stones to get. Yeah. So um, I mean, I don't know. I, I and, and do we know that the mother boxes would have been the plot? Like I know what you're saying, but like just specifically, like stuff like the mother boxes, where you have to go and get each one and become more powerful. Not that that's the most original thing, but I think obviously Marvel has done it the best, and it's so uh, I iconic. It's interesting because I would have said that the mother box, I mean, because that was basically the plot in the 2017 Justice League, uh, which is a, an incredibly forgettable movie, which is very funny because, like, as we talk about it, um, I, I thought that the uh, more so was that what was being suggested was the, the Endgame Infinity War. Where like that, that it was gonna, they were gonna have to, that everything was gonna go bad, and they were gonna have to go backwards in time. I was sort of confused about Bruce Wayne's prophetic dreams that had never existed before. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's anyway, but yeah, I mean, the I, I I think that when you're doing one of these, like, get the team together, it's very hard to do a you know something that's very different. But I I think that it was a little different than you know ultimately the MacGuffin. You know, the, the, the story that they were telling is, is very, you know, if you want to break it really down, it's been done a lot. But I thought that the, uh, ultimately, the, the, the story of uh, something bad happening and it having to rewind time, which was going to be the next two yeah. Justice League movies, would have been much more Endgame Infinity War than uh, this one was. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. And you look at the timelines of the characters, it does get all crossed up, but it just, I don't know. But even with, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. The guy that was the villain in this, the big bad. Uh, uh, Wolf. Like, see, even that was like Loki-ish. Like, you have one guy and then there's another guy behind him and... I just and it just this this will definitely be the last thing. Do you think that I think and even looking back, I've been looking on my HBO Max, looking at a lot of the uh, DC uh, animated stuff, like and not counting the Batman villains because they're pretty much street level and specific to Batman. Do you think DC just doesn't have like credible villains? Maybe like you got Lex Luthor and you obviously got the Joker. Then after that. Are there really compelling villains? Am I missing something? And not counting Dark again side. the street level Batman people, like but Dark to put side. in a movie. A dark side works, um, but you after can't. that, yeah, I the dark side can. To, uh, but like Granny Goodness is like next usually on all the stuff, and that's that, she's yeah. weird. Desad, um, it's weird. maybe. I guess there's Deathstroke, uh, but I mean, yeah, not like a, the. But usually in the comics, it's more like the monitors or the anti-monitors or, you know, these these larger, you know, totemic figures. Um, I was trying to think of, like, the different crises. Um, I mean, you, you know, could just take everybody's arch villain and they put them together for the Legion Doom. Like, that. maybe that works. But, you know, well, that but... Was, that was what Joss Whedon was teasing in that, you know, I the... 
the one where because apparently like Snyder was restoring because the the scene with Deathstroke and Lex was supposed to set up the um, Batman Bat movie. That... Batfleck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel kind of bad for Joe Manganiello, who by, by all accounts is a good dude, who's like done all this training, and he just keeps like getting his hopes up to be Deathstroke, and then it's like, no, nah, you come back. No, like not seconds. this time. Not this time. Nope. 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 And that part was cool. I thought that was the coolest part of the the epilogue. Well, I mean, seeing what the Joker Batman scene was cool, but the actual execution of it wasn't cool. But so I thought that was cool. Um, and two, I think you, you gotta lean, you gotta lean on Lex Luthor. Like Lex Luthor can cause, they had him in the other movie, but Lex Luthor with his intelligence, if you hype him up like he is, he's supposed to be, he could be like the, the evil Tony Stark of that world and cause these people a lot of problems and have a lot more mature take than just the aliens invade, you know, but Mm-hmm. that's just me they could have leaned on that and uh you know and i will say you know and and i'll let you close out and you give me whatever thoughts you want but i i will say that i would be interested in seeing a Zack snyder injustice injustice league but a, a injustice movie and that'd be the only thing i would accept for him because i think that's the only thing he can handle and, and be okay with all the characters. You know, it's it's interesting that there's been like released the X cut, and I would actually like to see the initial what David Ayer was going to do before they made him reshoot it and re-edit it and all that jazz. Um, I also, you mentioned this earlier, and the thing that I would be most excited about was if they had Bruce Tim and Paul Dini run the live action version. Got to do it, man. Got to do it. Because uh, I rewatched last year when the pandemic started the Batman animated series. Oh, that's that just holds classic, up. of course. And and so I would just love to see them have the option, you know. And and honestly, if they were going to do a Dark Knight Returns, I would love to see them throw Kevin Conroy in there, who is that, never gotten a chance to play Batman live action, but who is the voice of Batman. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely. A, I mean, he's right there. Before. Uh, he might be my favorite Batman. It's hard for me to quantify the voice actors, but he might be my favorite Batman. And I know Christian Bale too, but I, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I don't understand why they don't do it. Maybe we can start a movement for that. That's what, you know, Paul Denny and Bruce Tim. maybe that should be the damn movement. But even the stuff with the, um, with, with the Justice League, you know, that's good too. Not necessarily great, but it's very good. And Superman the Innovative Series is good and so that's all we need is quality and understanding the characters oh and i did skip brainiac brainiac could do some damage too i don't think brainiac is a great villain but brainiac is a a good villain i think you need like the problem with brainiac is the name um yeah you know there's a lot of this stuff that like very clearly was created in the 30s and the 40s yeah and and two i don't Um, think they do a good job with dc they don't try to to slice or shave the edges off of the villains because marvel you know you put baron zemo or whatever in there and he's not exactly baron zemo in civil war is that what it was yeah civil war like they shave you know they they have justin hammer and they have obadiah whatever his name is and the other one and it doesn't have to be exactly like the comic you can adapt it and make it work for your world 
it does not literally have to be the comic. And I think they missed that. You can reinterpret these characters, especially the villains. You can reinterpret them for the modern era. And yeah, and, and it's, yeah, it's just, it, it's so, we'll see. I'm actually really interested to see uh, the Matt Reeves Batman movie. I'm, um, I'm curious about it. The, you know, we're going to do, <laughs> poor Matt Reeves. Like, that's the other thing is like, I feel for all these people who are like really hyped up to do like, like, I'm sure he was like, I'm going to get to do like this Batman, Ben Affleck movie. And then they were like, yeah, no, it's an Elseworlds movie now. He's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I think that, you know, I, I'm also concerned, actually, this this might be the last point that we make, because I am kind of concerned about the precedent that this sets of rewarding a toxic fandom for being like, hey, you could do, you know, like, if you make a big enough stink, we'll give you what you want. And I just worry about what that's going to lead to, you know, with people who don't want, you know, like the Game of Thrones last season. Like what happens when people are eventually like, we'll just remake the last season. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a choose your own adventure story. Uh, the guy I like, I, I forgot his name, but he was singing like the Game of Thrones songs. I know he's Barstool associated, but he, he was saying it's not a choose your own adventure story. The writers have autonomy. You're not in fourth grade. Like it definitely has that feel to it. And in this case, they kind of won, but they should not win. Uh, the directors, the writers have the vision. So I, I hope this isn't a trend, but you know, I think again, we're content starved. This could not have been done outside of the pandemic and I don't think this could have been done I mean I guess you could have I guess they still could have done it on HBO Max or whatever or because they were I, I DVDs they've I, had director's think... cuts before but I, I, I think people could have moved on too if it wasn't for a pandemic but who knows but I think this is specific to where we are right now um, oh 100% I think that if DC if Warner Brothers hadn't needed to launch a app you know, a streaming service. There's no way that this would have happened. All right. So let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'll try to get this out tomorrow, at least by noon. I can do a little editing, but thanks for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. And And, I will talk to you soon. All right. And don't forget guys, please rate and subscribe and share.